Welcome to the On The Money Podcast with John Manike. Pastor Jay, I'm not doing it. Sharp, sharp, man. I never thought this day will come, uh, but please don't paralyze me. Ne? Like in a way. So you are the one being interviewed, I must remind you. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm interested in the part that people don't know about to me. I mean, people, Babana to me, Ning Ning Babana Jumaima. But let's, <laughs> let's start where it began. Where were you born? I know you're Sowetan born, but yeah. where about Kokasi? And then, you know, tell us more about. Actually, I was born in Soweto, Kopara. Like, Kopara. most of us, yeah, Kopara. Oh. <laughs> But I didn't grow up actually in Soweto. The first years of my life, I was in Northwest. Mm. And mm. just closer to Brett's. Mm. I remember, I think, yeah, until grade two. Mm. And then that's when we moved the site to some squatter camp yeah. called Loli. Oh. It's just next to Nenesia. Nelly squatter camp. I don't know. Yeah. It's still there. I mean, I not I Oh. Yeah, Loli, but now yeah. they've edited Loli Estates. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Estates. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I could say that it's a very interesting neighborhood. I mean, Kerona, K50% there, Botaki, and the Makala. So it was very interesting to grow yeah. up there. Um, yeah, I can say most of my life in Jekoleti, yeah. in that area, up until now. Yeah. in Labour and K17. I can see before, let's say. Okay. Ajam <laughs> <laughs> and grew up in a very strict yeah. Christian family. Okay. Uh, pastor's kid. Yeah. You know, first. Bishop, Bishop, even now. Bishop. I get Bishop, no. Yeah. Okay. So I know Bishop had a joke. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I, that's that's what I always say. I, yeah. uh, not but when I'm on stage, I say, don't cast your parents. Yeah. Love your parents until, hmm. you know? Yeah. My God. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I go to like, you know, any other typical mm. PK, mm. Uh, being forced to participate, go get a gang, you mm. know, drum, you yeah. play keys. For lots of time, I thought actually now when I grow up, I'm actually going to be a musician. Okay. If that doesn't work out, then probably be an actor. I never thought that I'll ever be a stand-up comedian, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. A very interesting childhood, man. You know, being raised with both parents up until they divorced. Mm. And then now the dynamics became Rough, different yeah. in Yana, mm. to a point whereby I started to self-raise <laughs> mm. at, at a very young age. Because okay. uh, there's a point where I was also homeless. And homeless. that's when the la yeah. Like literally, Home, you homeless. Wait. Yeah, and this was when. Okay, so this is how it happened. Yeah. Uh, when after graduating, mm. right? Uh, after graduating, it graduating was... from where? I graduate. graduation. No, Nikki. So I studied IT, yeah. software software development. Okay. Mm. I'm a programmer mm. by profession, which right. I never utilized. Mm. My love has always been just to be on stage. Yeah. I've never loved anything else. So after graduate, and now you must understand at that time, mm. the parents had just split. Yeah. And then now it's a new setup. I'm mm. with a new mom. And then now, eh. Banchaila now, when I tell you, you want to go on stage, mm. we're not going to condone. We've paid so much yeah. for you to go in Wabon. Mm. And the stuff on me was like, uh, I don't think what I can fathom staying under that. It felt so depressed being yeah. under that house. Mm. Wabon. Mm. So I was like, ah, you know, in order for me to be able to pursue what I want, it's mm. fine. The streets are calling. Yeah. And I just left, you know. Mm. Well, that was the, the, the ultimatum that I was given. Or the okay. XA, you choose. Yeah. So that you're going to stay here and go job hunting and mm. then I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 
I don't want to have a boss. Mm. <laughs> so I left, and that's when I think like my, my passion for, or my hunger for mm. actually making this thing of laughter mm. to become a business and all these things mm. developed. So Mo William Nicole, there's a field station there that I used to camp coding because it was closer to a comedy club. There was a comedy club in uh, yeah. Monte Cassino, it was called Parker's Comedy. So it was easier for me, or I would walk from there to there. And I had my chance at the Vatrad Kaftin, you know, like when their wives cooked, then the Nikishago thing, and at Bath Kodi Lokarin Savon. I spent like two years with that. And funny thing is, people didn't even know. Because in the public, yeah. In the public, I always maintained like I'm doing well, guys. I don't know how they didn't even catch up, but I was wearing the same clothes every time. Okay, but I, I need to understand this place where you were staying. Was it a bridge, pipe, what was it? No, like a garage, like a fuel station. So, oh, filling station. Yeah, it's the filling station. So yeah. the guys that were there, like they yeah. enjoyed, because those shifts were long for them. Yeah. So they enjoyed me talking to them, making mm. jokes, mm. entertaining them. Yeah. At some point, like I would even like offer, or let me help out, yeah. let me help you feel. Or like, no, it's not allowed, and this and yeah. that. But yeah, that's where I MLB, So filling station in a little in a little toilet. Yes. Where were you staying? <laughs> They've got lockers. They've got lockers. Oh, the lockers can be one, but. They've got, you know, they, 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 they even oh, find room, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their own room, that's why they prepare their, there's, yeah. there's a kettle there, yeah. they've got cups that are okay. greasy. So you were staying in that small room, yeah. Yeah, one, I'm a mobile change two basically. years straight. Two years? Yeah, two years straight. Sure. And So, yeah. but the owner didn't pick up rhyme and one more two more. No, the thing is, I get these guys back in the shifts, yeah. right? So, yeah. now, during the day, I'm not there. Oh. I only come late. Yeah. I even knew their schedule. So and the owner, General Ayobs? Never. Yeah. Never there. So you stayed Coke filling station two years. Two Coke years of my life. Wow. And I'm, and I'm trying out this comedy thing that doesn't even look promising. Yeah. At that time, you are, you are literally gigging for nothing. Because mm. they, you know what promoters will always say. Mm. We're giving you exposure. Yeah. We want you to develop yeah. you know, certain stage confidence and all these things that they were talking. Yeah. But one thing that I knew that like, I vowed to myself because I voluntarily decided to mm. be homeless. Because I, I was like, I really wanted to do this thing. Yeah. So I told myself, well, you know what? By the time I go back mm. and and re reunite with my family. I want to go back mm. having something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I'm like, okay, now this is why I left. So family has tried to reach out really. oh. Awkward enough. Awkward enough. The only person was my mom. Because mm. I had an option now, because my mom was very supportive. Mm. But now the problem is my mom has to take care of my other siblings. Yeah. I understand. Mm. That are unemployed. And I always thought, I don't want to go and be a parent to my mom who's unemployed. Yeah. So I don't want to go there. Yeah. Every time we speak over the phone to me, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. Mm. Things, are, things are good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She didn't know. But isn't how people are handling things these days, you know, especially, well, people are famous. I know at the time it was just in the beginning of yeah. the career. But isn't that maybe the kind of thing that we see in our society where people are putting up this face as if they are making it, they're successful enough, but in fact, I know. I always say it's a very tricky and very dangerous thing to ever do to yourself. When it comes to business-wise, mm. I mean, your presentation or whatever makes sense. I can't say to you, hey, if you say you want me for a gig, mm. and then I'm like, I'm charging 120,000 to yeah. come and MC mm. your event. Mm. And then, whereas I rock up in, a, yeah. in an Uber or a Tez. Yeah. So, 
there's always that image that you need to put up first yeah. in order for yeah. it to make sense. Credibility, right. Credibility or, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what we have normalized, Rona. And to a point where now we start living that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you even forget, or, but that is just, I mean, if we're not only a petrol attendant, you, yeah. you're not a petrol attendant when you get home. Yeah. Not the pressure is that, or even, especially now that you're in the public, yeah. you have to maintain that standard and you forget, or, but this is not really you. Mm. It's what you need to put out there in order for you to pay bills. You never thought or one day you would end up being a stand-up comedian. But growing up, you did not have this thing like, ah, kigwarabato, all that. I was suspended, koskolung, and expelled for kigwarabamut. What? The first time. And then, yeah, then they asked me to bring my parents. Yeah. I got I got to a local tavern, got someone that was drunk. Yeah. And I said, hey, my guy, please kick yeah. in. Play my father. Yeah. <laughs> please, they want to see my father. Then I took yeah. that guy, Gamgatu Randa, Ravaya Goskela, Avashasha. No, that's my son. Mm. What? And at that time, the funny thing is, I told him straight, oh, my name is Tumelo. Yeah. I said, yeah, Tepo, my son. <laughs> No, he's never. This is not This guy, I'm like, this guy. So what did the school say there? No, okay, they bought the story. They're like, okay, cool. They gave me a last warning, and mm. and then after then, mm. and I wasn't even aware. Mm. Like for me, because I grew up like being this skinny guy, that mm. was easy to bully. Cause yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. My only defense mechanism was to mm. retaliate, ka. Mm. Verbally, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You always have like your victims. People yeah. that you know are, those are your, your victims. <laughs> hey, this girl now does, is not coming to school now. It's yeah. been what, three weeks? The yeah. parent comes. Hi, man, my child is no longer attending school. What's happening? Yeah. Hey, the child tells the mother, and say, mm. Mm. the reason why I'm not coming to school is because of this guy. This guy, one guara, one puna, yeah. whatever, and I don't feel. Mm. Uh, that's when I was expelled. I had to change schools. Okay. Yeah, that was oh, my Barabat. Yeah, yo, uh, that. Yeah. And from my, like, alcohol, from mm. childhood, like, my, my mom would always say, or, I used to be, like, the, the best, like, impersonator. Like, yeah. I'd always, Kokere gang, especially. Like, mm. I'd look at someone, how they pray and whatever, and then I'll do that when I get home. <laughs> and that would be, like, their entertainment. <laughs> so it's, it's always been there. But mm. you must understand, the background that we come from, like, mm. stand-up comedy was never a thing. It was never no, seen no, as... Was not famous. Do you know what I'm saying? We only, like, started taking it serious when we saw, hey, Trevor, people can eat out of this thing. Yeah. So the only thing that I thought I was ever going to be probably... I was going to act in a comedy yeah. series or whatever that's there, you know what mm. I'm saying? But I never thought that I can actually stand in front of people and invite them into my world and tell them stories and then they laugh about that and I can actually make revenue out of that. Yeah, so that is your main source of income. Yeah, 100%. But you ever had anyone <laughs> try to throw something at you? A lot of or times. breaking a joke, yeah. A, a lot of times. Here's the thing, and this is something that I really find mm. funny. People, someone will pay to come and watch you tell jokes. Yeah. The mood mm. around, it's just laughter, yeah. right? Mm. There's this other show that I once did in Pretoria. Mm. I remember, not so long ago, I think it was maybe three years ago, I used to host at some uh, club. Hey, I get on stage. You see this thing of picking up on people, like, and uh, it coincidentally, mm. when that guy came in, I was like, eh, hey, guys, hi, <laughs> criminal. Yeah. Ah, the high checkers, guys, just check. <laughs> because of how he was wearing, eh? But I, I didn't, like, it wasn't a serious thing. Honey, yeah. Vele, that guy. He's a criminal. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling jokes, and there. Yeah. Uh, every two minutes I go back to him, I'm like, hey, 
guy's my phone. Oh, it's still here. <laughs> Check at the guy. People are laughing. Yeah. This guy thinks or knife already did oh, like a background check. Yeah. Guy. Uh, as I turned, mm. I remember very well. <laughs> like hit me on my back with a bottle. Yo. Hit me. Mm. But it didn't like hit like directly. Yeah. So and then it moved to mm. uh, the sliding door. Mm. The and now people are like, what's happening? The bouncers mm. come in. Mm. Uh, they call me to yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. You don't have an office. They come into the kitchen and say, <laughs> my guy, this guy yeah. is a top criminal. <laughs> Don't ever again. Please. They call the guy, I apologized. Yeah. Ah, me, I'm stubborn. Next week he's there. I'm like, oh, yeah. creamy, creamy, we are back. <laughs> but that time he was laughing about okay, it. Okay, no, you know no. What I'm saying? He, had, he had already now understood the mood. You mentioned uh, someone like Trevor Noah. I mean, yeah. Sean Hore. This is a profession, a yeah. proper one. How much do you charge for a gig? Yo, it depends. I've got a friend called Samari, I do gigs for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when somebody calls me, then I do gigs for free. Yeah. Uh, but my price range now is quite interesting, hey? Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if it's corporate, I do know for a fact that I it's charge. Like, yeah, it thing. depends on the scope of work that I need to do. Yeah. But 60 upwards, Okay. that's what I charge. Okay. For corporate, if I'm doing your social yeah. events, mm. I mean, it's negotiable. Yeah. 25, yeah. 30. It's, it depends and, also on the distance that I have to travel, because mm. I don't travel alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's me, it's my road no, manager. So how many gigs, more or less, you do? I know some months will be different. First thing, yeah. probably will be busier. But in a normal month, I mean, apart from both. Yes, here's an interesting thing yeah. about me, right? I make sure, at least in a week, mm. I gig maybe four times. Okay. If I'm not booked, I create my own gigs because okay. I've got my own club. Yeah. By the way, I own a club. Yeah. So if, if I'm not booked, I just call my boys, mm. guys, let's go perform at my club. Mm. I'll pay you. I, I know it's not an easy <laughs> one to say, but it sounds like 200K is easy to do for a stand-up comedian who's consistent. It is, actually. I'm not trying to invite people. No, 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 you can tell them my worth. Guys, please, whoever is watching, <laughs> if you want to book me 200,000, yeah. let's make it. So <laughs> how does the investment thing work in your life? Here's one thing about me. I've always told myself, I don't know how long am I going to be relevant. Mm. It's by God's grace that I've managed. I think now it's close to 10 years that I've still been consistent and killing stages, getting booked. But one thing that I knew is that whatever that I get now, I need to make sure that I plant it somewhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Out of comedy, I managed to start a farm, got a club, I'm building another club. Mm. Uh, what else am I doing? I've got a cleaning company now that I'm running. Whatever scent that I get from comedy, I've always thought, hey, what if tomorrow there's someone who's funnier than me and my friends? Yeah. And by my friends, I mean Kevin Hart, hey. Steve Harvey, and you know, the likes. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, you're talking big, yo. <laughs> Ah, you know, we grew up together, man. It's not something that I post about. But hey, now that we are here, I might yeah. as well. Yeah. I've always been that's very smart when it comes to money. Simple things. Like, you'll never find me randomly in a club. You know what I'm saying? If I'm at a club, I'm at my club. Yeah. If I'm not getting paid, uh, there's nothing. I, yo, I love mm. staying indoors. I love being at home. You took a swipe. I won't mention the name of this club that uh, you had an issue. They're not treating oh, yeah. as well. And all. So what yeah. was the problem? What was so, the so here's the thing. I, for one, I think maybe also I've become so confident with the investments that I've made to a point whereby I'm able to stand up. Mm. A lot of comedians mm. or artists, they take what I would, lack of a better word, say nonsense contracts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, because 
they are desperate. Mm. I was getting my money from the club. I was getting paid monthly. That was okay. But their treatment towards other comedians, mm. for me, didn't necessarily sit well with me. Mm. I was like, but mm. how do I justify the fact that, first of all, I'm selling tickets at this venue, but the money that you are saying I need to take and give to other comedians, it's not even half of yeah. what we are making there. Mm. You are running a bar. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. saying you've got a sponsor also. Yeah. Why, why are we even having all these people? Yeah. No, it's because when you're on our payroll and you're, you're charging us this much, and you're like, ah, but how do I justify telling comedians that EG, 200 yeah. rent tickets, we're making, uh, if it's 200 seats, we're making 40,000. And then you're telling more, now I must take 10,000 and split it with other comedians. How do I justify to them? Yeah. That was my issue. So when it comes to money, what is the one or two things that are non-negotiables? I won't allow someone to tell me that money is the root of all evil. Yeah. <laughs> that one, I, I, we can't negotiate that one. Yeah. Our money is, is happiness, it's peace, it's yeah. all these things. But on a serious note, mm. things that are non-negotiable, I'm a very religious, spiritual person. Mm. I can't, I, I'll never sell myself or sell my soul for money. That's number one. Number two, when you're booking me, you're not booking me to go make people laugh. Basically, you're just buying my time. When I look at money, I look at time. That's my attitude towards money. You can't buy time, but you can convert time into money. Yeah. You did the gig here, Date My Family. Well, not gig per se, <laughs> but I mean, uh, you appeared before you were famous. Yeah. Uh, uh, did that launch your career, maybe? It did. If you were to trace back, there's a, there's a skit that I did where I was talking about Kumbule Kaya, where yeah. I was telling mm. people that Petrus Mutsipe is my dad. Yeah. And yeah. I wrote to Kumbule Kaya and blah, blah, blah. That was the, the first <laughs> platform that yeah. sort of like shed light mm. on this career, right? Or to this yeah. talent. And then after that, mm. I went to date my family. So the producer calls me. Mm. My guy, I know you're single. And now the viewership here ah, is not working. Yeah. I want you to go there, be yourself. And I said, it's an opportunity for me to mm. get love. Maybe if that happens also, ah man, let me just go have fun. Because I felt like everyone that was going to the show yeah. was like pretending, like they were not themselves. Yeah. Since when do you pull a chair for your girl when? Since <laughs> when do you open a door? Yeah. My guy, just be yourself. They yeah. don't ask for asparagus leading yeah. me. You know, on a Tuesday, you wish I did noodles when? Yeah. Then be that guy. Yeah. So I just went there to stand up for, for mm. reality. Lucky enough, that just, you know, gave the show views mm. and everyone. I became like, I was shocked when I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, hey. there's a DM from Sumizi. Oh. Oh. Mpela, there's yeah. our Plekov is now following me. I'm like, eh, guys, I've made it. Now yeah. I check the numbers are going high. Eh? Yeah. Now I'm getting bookings now. They are mm. calling me. Mm. I went there with the pure intention of just having fun. And mm. also, if there's a chance, funny thing is, even the lady that I got there, mm. we pushed a good relationship, like yeah. eight months or so. Pela, yeah, people were wondering, oh, this guy, first day already, so soon I was kissing. Oh, me. Oh, me, I make kiss of note. I kiss for a living. Yeah. Anything I kiss, mm. you too, I can kiss. Aibo. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I try, Jim. Yeah. You know, people think Dumi is always cracking jokes. I mean, yeah. what is the serious side of Dumi? The serious side, I always say it's, it's my work ethic. Yeah. I'm a 24-hour jolly person. Mm. When I wake up after saying my prayer, devotions, I'm like, I instantly kick into a jolly person. Even if there's something that is not sitting well with me, I address it right there. I do not compromise on my happiness. You'll never ever see me yeah. angry unless it's something that's happening 
yeah. right instant and I have to react. Yeah. And then after then two minutes later, then I'm mm. I'm very jolly. So it's just you'll take my work serious. Yeah. You must know that when you get to the office in the mm. boardroom, I there I'm very serious. Mm. But after all, I, there's nothing that I really take serious. How shall we pray the way you do prayer? <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> tongues. I only pray in tongues. I know. Are you ready? Let's not go there. Are you ready? No, you can have me. Anytime. Let's start now. In fact. Okay. I'll tell you tongues now, dear. Mina. You can take me out of the church, but you can take the church out of me. I know. <laughs> and God hears this prayer. It's Kanda prayer. It's yeah. called Kanda prayer. I hear you. I yeah. Hear you. <laughs> what would you say to other comedians in jail who seem to be focusing on just comedy but not thinking of? having multiple streams of income. We come from, you know, a very interesting <laughs> two years mm. where COVID mm. was, hey, the in thing, mm. you know? Mm. If you didn't learn from that experience, then you are very stubborn. Mm. You don't even deserve mm. to be an artist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think it should even be directed to just comedians. Everyone, if you've yeah. got your eggs in one basket, mm. ah, you are planning your failure. Because I remember when COVID happened, a lot of comedians had to go back. Yeah. They lost their houses. They, I had to downgrade. I sold my cars. Mm -hmm. I collect cars. Mm. I remember at some point that there was a point where I had like seven cars. And COVID happened. Oh, now I'm left with four. There's still a lot of cars. Yeah, not for me. For you. <laughs> now, now I love oh, cars. That, that is for, for showing your clients and stuff. Not really. Okay. Mm. I love cars mm. and I love building cars. Yeah. I've got a huge passion of building cars, especially mm. with the spin cars and all these things. So I'll buy a body and start building a car from scratch. That's me. When COVID happened, eh, I started seeing mm. I am not sure how long this nightmare is going to last when you're no longer getting those bookings. And not because you're no longer finding all this, but maybe there's something better. Mm. There's someone better that is craving the world's attention and mm. hey, we are, we'll see you when. Funny you should say that. I was talking to one influencer by Mitsa Bosso, Begeli um, Baker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know him from and the Val. Yes, and yeah. the same thing. Look, he knows people who were once famous, had mm. money, mm. but today they are nowhere to be found. Yeah. What were the crowdfunding, you know? Yeah. And I said to him, look, unless you change the way you're doing things one day. Must change what? His work. Must start moonwalking at least I'm inspired by how you're approaching life and basically the issue of investing and yeah. um, you know, having a farm, different things that you do, you know, to make money. Yeah. Because you can't just rely on to A1, like, like, like you said. Funny thing is, you didn't even ask me, how does my dad feel about me having a club? <laughs> Let's talk about that uh, either, because I'm just wondering, I guess maybe at some stage your father had to make peace with the fact you know. Yeah, he uh, A pastor doesn't give <laughs> to a pastor. Yeah. Mm, so how does that relationship work now with your dad? I think my dad has a very cool approach towards Christianity mm. or religion overall. My dad is one person that says, you know what, I've taught you the way. I've taught you the word. Mm. You know where to run to in times of distress. Mm. When you are, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I can only teach you that. Mm. And then whatever you decide to do mm. with the wisdom that I've departed on you, mm. then mm. 
it's totally up to you. It's up to you. I think also now you can't complain because yeah. the club also extends his house, paints the house, takes some of the siblings to school. Mm. So you can't complain as such. Yeah. It's only so much that Tithe can do. Yeah. <laughs> what has been your worst financial decision? My worst financial decision mm. has to be partnering with friends. Oh. When it comes to business. Yes. I feel like it becomes very difficult, especially when you're close to someone. Like personally, even when you see things are going this way, you're like, you know what, you know what, for the sake of peace mm. and the relationship that you have, let yeah. me rather not. Doing business with friends. Yeah. Well, yes, this has to be the worst. Yeah. I've lost so much money. So I uh, now I'm like, you know what, I'd rather start it on a small scale mm. instead of inviting other people to inject funds. At mm. least everything is Yeah. If you were to give some tips to people who are artists, you know, around handling money, what would you say? Be realistic. Mm. Live within your margins. You might be a superstar on mm. stage. Mm. At the end of it all, that life is just there on stage. Yeah. Off stage, you, you, you're a normal person. You, yeah. You've got bills. You've got things that you need to take care of. I don't understand why would you want to drive a four million car, yeah. whereas you're still renting. The other time, there was this rapper, um, Aries from Pretoria. Yeah. He was being bashed for walking into a chicken franchise, yeah. which we all grew up loving. You know what I'm saying? The three-letter one. He was being pashed. Like, oh, Uzi, you know? And I'm like, oh, Kanti? Yeah. What's wrong with that? What if yeah. on that day, mm. I feel like actually, so now, yeah. I'm, now I must force myself, I must be there in Sentin City, mm. eating at Wat Wat Hotel, mm. so that I can maintain the respect that people have for me or that they view the mm. brand as. Mm. Especially us that are given that platform that we can express and tell. We need to also go back and educate Hmm. Our audience is that, hey guys, hmm. at the end of it all, guys, I'm also a person. Do you know, it's been 12 years since I last been in a taxi. I miss that. Yeah. I miss just saying, hmm. after robot. Yeah. But I can't do that because now you, you are there, oh, now you are trending. How hmm. oh, this guy, what hmm. happened to his Bentley? What happened to this? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think also we need to also be quite kind towards each other and understand that, hey Joe, oh, that, that life is only for entertainment. At the end of it all, I also I want to wake up and not be questioned or judged. Yeah, I'm sure uh, those who are watching or listening have a lot to learn. Brad thank you did so you much. Did you learn anything? Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I want to know, did you learn? Yeah, of course I did. What did you learn? I learned, Hori, you were homeless. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Pastor. No, it's my pleasure. Old Mutual. Do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company, SA Limited, is a licensed FSP and life insurer.